I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore. FM 104. It's Cormac and Trish here in Room 104. Now, if you've ever been victim of a, of a hacking or spamming or phishing, uh, why is it? Is it the technology isn't good enough? Or maybe maybe there's a weak link in, in everyone's system, and that's probably the human. and uh, might be yourself. Joining us now is someone who's got an amazing title, who's had an amazingly interesting life. Uh, she's a people hacker and social engineer, which is amazing. And she's a hell of a lot more than that, but she's done some fascinating stuff when it comes to hacking and breaking through security systems. Uh, and how does it all happen? Well, to explain, to you a little bit more. We are delighted to welcome onto the show, Jenny Radcliffe. How are you? Thanks for popping on. Oh, thanks for asking me. I'm very well, thank you. Hey, Jenny, welcome to Room 104. No worries. Pleased to be here. So, I suppose, how do you describe what you do? Oh my God. So it's very difficult sometimes, you know, old <laughs> ladies on trains ask me and I'll say, well, I'm in security and they think I'm a bouncer. Um, and then I'll say, no, no, no. It's like, you know, we, we simulate a criminal attack and then they think I'm a burglar and I've got this scouse accent. But really, I mean, I'm a security consultant, you know, and what we do is we simulate a real heist, a real criminal attack in order to educate people so they can make their security better and stop the bad guys doing the same thing. So that's really what I do in a nutshell. In a nutshell, it sounds very simple, very easy there. Oh, yeah, all I do is just, you know, double yeah. check security systems. But in all fairness, this is a pretty intense job. And how did you actually realize that you were good at it? Because I can barely pick a lock to get in when I'm locked out. Never mind, you know, getting into high top security buildings. Well, do you know what the thing is? I don't have to pick locks very often Mm. because if there's a human with access to any part of an organization, any part of a building, to any data, anything at all, I don't have to work on the lock. I have to work on the human. The problem is, is we're all human. We're all subject to emotions, to psychological levers, to bribery, coercion, persuasion. So I don't have to pick the lock. What I have to do is go, this is the person that's got access. How do I get around that? I was good at it in kind of a way. Whenever I say this, I get lots of bad comments. But, you know, Liverpool, when I grew up in Liverpool, not a lot going on. The uh, the polo club was oversubscribed. The ballet was full, you know. So we started getting into empty buildings and not to steal or anything, but it was just, it's just everyone did it back then. And I think I got, when I got 
to know I was good at it was when I realized that I didn't have to break in. I could talk my way in by being friendly, by not looking like a threat. You know, people think hackers look, you know, are guys in black hoodies, but I mean, mm. I don't look like that. So people don't think I'm dangerous and I'm friendly and, and, you know, it got me in. And that's when I really realized that this was a danger because if I can do it, criminals can do it. And that's really the danger. So kind of then on from that then, is it true then you started working for some of the, the pro footballers back in the day, testing the security of their their fancy homes? I did because I went with my cousins, right? So my cousins were uh, showing me how to do a lot of stuff <laughs> and they ended up on the doors and all the clubs and stuff in Liverpool. And the only people with money when I was a kid were the footballers. And once, you know, once they found out that we could kind of do this for fun, they said, well, you know, my house, I've spent a fortune because they were getting robbed all the time <laughs> you know this is this like they were and because they have money and so they said well can you make our house more secure and so we get in and then we'd sell them alarm systems and stuff <laughs> and then they have businesses as well and it went from small businesses yeah um, and then as the economy picked up again you know it, it went to bigger businesses i ended up doing most of the businesses in liverpool a lot of the buildings in liverpool and then on to kind of london and and you know came out of the north got into london and then before too long people were recommending me and word of mouth and I ended up going to Europe and then and then globally but yeah I mean we started off with the footballers they were they had money but they were naive and they knew it and they said help us be more secure so you know if I can break into your house and say look we broke in this way put a better lock on put an alarm on then you're safe right are, they are you allowed to enough. Mention any of the famous footballers you worked with back in the Absolutely day? Absolutely not. But ah. but I can tell you we're talking about, you know First team players. Of, you know, late eighties, early nineties, Liverpool Everton. You know, okay. like, you know, you guys will put that together, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> All I will say is I have to like you to help you. Okay. So, you know, there you okay. go. I find it fascinating that you did all of this and it just traveled by word of mouth. So there were no business cards being sent around saying, you know, you broke into buildings for a living. It was simply, you know, people passing on the information. Were you not scared to get calls or when you got calls from certain people? How did you know you would trust them or how did you know this was a legitimate business um, that was interested in your services? So, I mean, you know, I think I could have asked a lot more questions at the start. And, um, you know, there were certainly times when, although they, they were legit, you know, legitimate people. So security services, law enforcement, sometimes I think the reasons weren't legitimate. And that almost led me into a few tricky situations. Uh, obviously, fundamental, you know, by the time I kind of came out of the early stages of it, now there's paperwork and contracts and risk assessments and all that. Um, but, you know... It was something that kind of evolved alongside a normal career. And I mean, I'd be going to meetings during the day sometimes. And then at night, I'd be, you know, I'd say goodnight to colleagues when I was traveling and go pretend I was going to bed and then go out in the night and it, and, and do this, this kind of extra work because it paid so well. Now, nowadays, you know, there's a whole industry around it. I'm not the only person that does this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's how it started out. And, and you know, the, yeah, it's it was risky because... There wasn't protocols, there wasn't established procedures for what I did. Now there is, but I was sort of in it and doing it. And yeah. the first guy that asked me, I knew he was law enforcement and intelligence. And then he, he passed me on to someone else. But, you know, you say I don't leave a business card, but I do leave a business card. I, I have you a little... Well, 
have a little silver octopus and I used to leave it on the chair or under the computer under the keyboard of of a client if I got in um, and we leave <laughs> business cards so I have I have lots of business cards on so my business cards are poker chips with my little avatar on and nice. I leave them all around <laughs> all around a site that I that I break into with a number to call and people do ring me and I do sometimes get years later someone saying I've just been on the roof fixing a pipe and I found this little poker chip with your face on it and what am I supposed to do next you know so we do leave it because we are legitimate security professionals it just sounds a bit sexy um when you know when you ask me these types of questions but like I mean genuinely a lot of it is just observation and surveillance and, and trying to keep people safe. What did you learn about people? Because uh, you told a story that I was buckled over and I figured people are sheep and they will follow anything you say. Um, but at one of your jobs, the security firm had spent about two million on their security system before they called you guys along and you shattered their plans completely. So all you had to do was say, leave the door open and forge a signature and people just left the door open. So the guy had said to me, said, Jen, you know, I know you're good. I know you're good, but you'll never get in. We've spent two million on the perimeter. You know, we've got new fences and gates and alarms. The only way you'll get in is if someone leaves the door open for you and that's not going to happen. But the thing is, is after we'd watched them for a bit and we do something called OSINT, open source intelligence. So we research the target online, look at the company and the people and the way they interact. And we could see that they did everything that they were told, right? They were very rule driven, very establishment. You know, I've broken into PR companies where this wouldn't have worked because they were all young and funky and Mm. it was all Slack channels about kale smoothies and we'd have to take a different approach. But this particular one, Um, I knew that they'd do as they were told. So all we had to do was give them an opportunity to follow an instruction. And so we just printed up and said, please do not close this door. Thank you. And signed it with this HR signature, you know. And of course they see it. And I mean, if you see it, it's not. One of the issues with security is, unless security is in your title, you don't think it's your problem. And so it's not their problem. The door's supposed to be open, right? There's a sign telling them to open it. So they leave it open and I could just walk in. And honestly, we saw dozens of them walking out, uh, leaving their evening shift, left the factory open and we were in and we did it. And if we'd have been real criminals, that business would have suffered tremendously. The fact that we're security consultants meant that we protected them from someone doing something similar out in the wild, as we say. It's absolutely insane because, as you said, in that situation, it didn't look like you could get in and it was exploiting human weaknesses and vulnerability. And I like to think that I'm tech savvy enough. I see, you know, a a link coming in and I'm like, that looks a little bit dodgy. But there was one situation where I actually uh, handed over criminals all of my uh, bank details. I handed them over my my card number and my CC, but the security number and everything as well. And I only copped it as soon as I did it because this was years ago now when I worked on a different radio show, but I got a, I got an email into my legitimate email from what looked like Apple's app store. And it, it looked, the branding was perfect. It was on it, but it was 10 minutes before we were about to go on air. Um, so I was under a bit of pressure to get stuff sorted. And I saw this email that came in that said, uh, you have just paid, it was like a receipt. They said, you were just paid for this new FIFA 2012 game. Uh, click here if this was not you and we'll refund the purchase. And I sat there going, I either have to address this now or if someone else has my card in three hours time, I'm going to be cleaned out of it. So I clicked Mm. in a panic, filled out all the form and it was like, put your credit card in here where we can refund the details, put your CCV number in, whatever. And as soon as I hit enter, I was like, oh no, you absolute Mm. moron, you absolute idiot. Because I didn't even think. And then I looked back at the link and it was a bit of a, you know, dodgy... Um, URL, it wasn't real. 
and I had to ring the bank and go, I'm after doing the dumbest thing in the world. I'm after handing over my details and had to cancel the card. Thankfully, um, nothing was taken. But it, I think it happens so much to so many people that it, it sounds as if, oh, you'd be an idiot to do it. But as you said, there's certain things, we all have certain weaknesses and certain pressure points where we are the weakest link, as you say, and, and can cause havoc and chaos. Well, here's the thing. Being tech savvy has got nothing to do with it, right? You, the, the, the weakness is the fact that you're human. And what we look to do, so the other part of what I do, I do the physical infiltration. That's what gets everyone's attention. But the online stuff, the psychological stuff is it, it is much more widespread, right? Yeah. The weakness is being human. So what we're looking to do, what any con artist is looking to do, what a scammer is looking to do, is to raise the emotional temperature. Because when your emotions are high, your logic is low. Hmm. It takes your decision-making capacity out of the equation. Tech savvy's got nothing to do with it. Being an idiot's got nothing to do with it. They just caught you at the right time with a plausible story. So I always say we've got four red flags. Your red flags are if they mention money, your money, their money, anybody's money, moving money, red flag, step back and verify from another place, you know, not from the place that they've given you. They've rushed you. They've made you emotional and it's a call to action. So four red flags, money, urgency, emotion and a call to action. Those four things should make us all stop, sit back, check it from a real source before we do anything. That basically is the way any scam starts and it's the way any criminal tries to grab a victim. And it, and they'll get all of us. They can yeah. get me on it. They can get you on it. It's intellect and tech savvy has got nothing to do with it. It's the fact that we're human. They're playing on psychological weaknesses and that's what we all need to look out for. Absolutely. Now, I know you've seen some things, Jenny, but there was a job there that made you stop working for a whole year. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah, so this is the one. So this job, I was asked by a client to go. Um, they basically offered me uh, a business class flight and said, look, you know, go out. There's this city in Asia. I was in Hong Kong. It was a different city. Go out and there's this client of mine. And he said, go into this house. He thinks this house is impenetrable. You know, that's not true. We know it's not true. Go in and see if you can find an address in his address book on his desk. And the thing is. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. We are very um, sort of superstitious people, hackers, right? And, and particularly sort of burglars. And I'm putting that in quotation marks because a lot of people online have asked why I'm not in jail when I've spent my whole life trying to be good and trying to stop people doing this for real. Um, but we're very superstitious and I have kits and I have, you know, rules. But I just went to this job in Asia and the house looked completely empty. It was a huge, big mansion. Um no, and, and, you know, impenetrable was just not the case. I mean, I got there, there were doors open, there were all sorts of things. Um, and I kind of thought, you know what, I can just do this now. You know, I don't need to wait until the allocated time that I'd agreed with the client. I could, why not just go in? So I'd gone and yeah. done some reconnaissance. I'd come back to my hotel. Um, and I thought, you know, I can do it now and kind of save myself a day. You know, I can have a day doing some shopping. And I went back and I went back and got in and it was all fine until the security team turned up. Now, here's the thing. If I'd have waited till the allocated time, as soon as they would have caught me, basically we have something in the industry called a get out of jail free card. So they so they they know that this is this is a test. They've caught me. Everything's fine. You know, yeah. a job done. It's legitimate. But with, but I went in a day early. So that meant that when they caught me, nobody knew that this was going to happen. I was essentially a burglar. And they, if they caught me, uh, you know, I've, I'm not going to smile or joke my way out of this. You know, this is Asia. This isn't Liverpool. This isn't Dublin. This isn't somewhere where people can kind of go, okay, I, I can see it. These guys were serious professionals. So I was in the guy's office. They pull up outside in these huge trucks and I kind of ran out to these kind of like I, I got in through some it was sort of like French windows French doors for a bedroom and I kind of got out ran down the stairs and I hid in the garden I sort of pressed myself against the wall I was wearing black and I could hear them kind of cocking these guns and speaking oh. on the radios and going in and looking for what I knew was me and I knew I couldn't talk my way out of it and because I'd done it a day early breaking all of my rules um you know, I was a criminal that night because this was not the allocated time for the test. Um, and so anyway, just suddenly they just got a call. Something happened and they just left. And I kind of wobbly walked out, grabbed a, a cab uh, a, about a mile away where, where, where there was human life because this was just a, a street. And I got back to my hotel with my hair all messy and I had twigs in it and, you know, and I was caught and I had all these scratches and everything. Not for the first time. That's happened more than once in my career. And I looked at myself in the hotel uh, window and I realized that because I'd gone at the last minute, I'd improvised and I'd just taken a bottle opener just to jimmy a lock, right? Because I, I don't pick locks particularly. But I knew there were French windows from the reconnaissance and I thought I could get in. And I'd left it. And the thing was, if they'd have found it, and they did find it, I found out later, they did find it, absolutely. They would have known which hotel I was in. <laughs> uh -huh. So I had a very strong, very sweet drink. And then another one. Went back, had my bath, packed, and just left for the airport. But I, but, but it made me realise just how dangerous it could be if you don't follow all the rules and do everything properly. Um, and it also made me realise that uh, I was on my own for that one. So ever since then, 
Um, I have a crew with me and we mm. put all the paperwork in place. I took more chances then than I do now. But that was enough to shake you for at least a year anyway. It shook <laughs> oh, me for dear. a year and I thought, what is the thing that is the least similar to the job that I do in security? And it was, uh, I had a shop, a little beauty salon, and I spent a year talking about what shade of pink all these <laughs> lovely women wanted on their nails. And it was great and I looked fantastic for a year. But after a year, the phone started ringing because here's the thing, cyber breaches, spam, heists, phishing emails, all of this isn't on the decline, it's on the increase. This is not the time to retire. It's the time for those of us who fight on the side of the angels to get back into the game. So I didn't retire. I came back uh, and I decided to come and, and, and sort of let my story be told. So hopefully people can learn from it and be safer. 100%. Have you ever thought about or considered the fact that you can break into so many of these organizations that, you know, like the end of the movie, one big job is going to be your retirement and you'll just take a few million from a company and go live on an island somewhere and go, I deserve this. <laughs> Do you know what? Here's the thing. I have been asked to do some stuff that's nefarious and a little bit dodgy. I don't do anything like that anymore and I don't get asked to do it anymore. Um, but for me, every job was my last job. I always want to hang up my guns um, and, you know, go and open a hacker bar where I'll sit <laughs> at the end of the bar and I'll bore everyone to death with all these war stories <laughs> at the time I was on this roof and that roof. And, you know, um, and, I, and I'm not doing it yet, but hopefully I'm going to write my memoir. My book's going to come out very soon. Uh, and, you know, and that will be the end because I'm too old uh, I'm a little bit old you've got to be very fit and I'm not as fit as I was so it's a young person's game uh, I used to say it was a young man's game but there's lots of women in the business now um, but what I'll do is I'll pass it on and I said that on a big interview online uh, and I've had hundreds of people saying come on train me we want to help people we want to do the same thing so that's what the future looks like but absolutely every job's my last job you must be joking mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm, I'm sitting here thinking maybe this is something I can get into Jenny maybe you can like train me up as well pass on the baton I'd be happy to take it <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you think you have to have like a little bit of a knack for it though? Because I mean, you know, there's certain ways your brain would work in and others, it just doesn't. So do you think you need to have, you know, a slight edge towards that kind of thing if you were no, to get do you into know it? What, do you know what it is? I'm asked this all the time and it's not personality. And it's not character. So if you're an introvert, the role that you play is an introverted role. If you're an extrovert, you can play different roles. The characteristic that you need it's actually quite boring and it's a really strong work ethic. You have to work really hard. It's long hours. It's difficult. It requires effort, uh, but nothing worth having comes easy. And, you know, I think one of the reasons is, is, you know, in the security industry, there was a culture a while ago of people thinking you could just smile your way past security guards or you could, you know, use these skills to get free pizza or upgrades. The real truth is it's a profession like anything else and it requires focus, and discipline and professionalism. That's what I want to teach. Uh, and I'm sure in that regard, you'd be a perfect apprentice uh, and, and I would be happy to train you at some point. Absolutely. We'll see how we go if this whole radio thing doesn't work out. <laughs> there you go. And you know what, here's the thing. Can I just say people from Ireland are going to be perfect because there is no one like, an, like someone from Ireland to make friends quickly and get us to trust you straight away. So, you know, like just like Scousers, I have fellow feeling there. Absolutely big shout out to the Irish contingent. <laughs> Amazing. We're all uh, going to be uh, social en uh, social engineers and people hackers. But if people want to find you online, Jenny, uh, where is the best place they can connect with you? Oh, wow. So, um, so uh, you know, ironically, quite easy to find. The website's humanfactorsecurity.com. 
Jenny.co.uk, but I'm on Twitter as Jenny underscore Radcliffe and Real People Hacker or People Hacker everywhere else. And that's where I'll post for everything I do, stories, interviews, everything else. But thank you for that. Brilliant. Well, thanks a million for popping on F104 this evening. Uh, Keep in touch. We'll chat you soon. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.